time for all your binge-worthy pop culture news. Welcome to Up and Adam. Hi, 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 guys. Welcome back. Me and my Quasimodo eye. Hi. I'm so happy to be back here. As you guys know, I had an interview today, so I just got off of it. So thank you for bearing with us. We started a few minutes late, but hey, here we are. We have Ricky Cornish in the house, and we are so happy to have him back. His schedule is absolutely ridiculous, so anytime we get him, we're just grateful as hell. In the meantime, go ahead, smash the like button, and drop a rating for last night's episode in the live chat, along with where you're watching from. Let's get into this, and welcome Ricky. What? Adam, I missed you. I know you said it best, my friend. My schedule is literally psycho, so I'm so excited that I'm here with you today. (laughs) It's just, you know... I love seeing it, though, because you're always so busy. And I'm like, you're at Beyonce. You're over <laughs> here. You're in a pool floating and like your little skibbies and like you're just you do whatever you want to do. You're living your best life. And it just seems like you don't let things phase you, which I need to like encompass a little Ricky Cornish in my life. I, I need to like integrate that. Oh my gosh. You are literally the sweetest. Thank you so much for saying that. And yes, anytime you need a little Ricky energy, you let me know. I am totally in such an unbothered state of my state of mind and place in life. And I couldn't be more happy, honestly. I'm just doing the things I've always wanted to do ever since I was a kid and as an adult and just having so much fun. And I'm very grateful that I, you know, have a career that supports these things that I want to do and everything. So I couldn't be more grateful, but I'm manifesting the day you and I actually get to hang out, channel that Ricky energy in person, you know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's going to be so fun. Jason and I talk about this. BravoCon, of course, like we're going to be in Vegas and we're going to have a few of our friends. So it'll be fun for all of us to just get together and we we're just going to have the best time. It's going to be the best time. I might have a camera up because I'm going to be doing vlogs for all of the members only, but it's okay, Ricky. You're not shy of a camera. Not at all. If anything, I'll be very excited once the camera comes out. I'll be like, Adam, what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, like you guys are a lot more lackluster in person. And then it's like, and you're like, oh, bitch. Okay. Hey. What? Oh, literally, I'll be so tired after like running around BravoCon. But the second I see Adam with his camera, I'm going to be like, I have energy all of a sudden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like, yeah, I feel you. But Ricky, we watched last night's episode. First of all, Dr. Moon is always the breakout star for me. Mm-hmm. So cute. So he's, cute. He's like, you have a bad diet. You're getting fat and your neck is sagging. What are you doing? And I'm like, uh, is there anything else you want to point out about this? One? Like, hello? Is that how we start off? I know. It's always interesting once we get a Dr. Moon appearance every season. I was watching the show last night with my best friend, and she doesn't really follow OC. Salt Lake City is like her show. But I was kind of watching OC with her a little bit. And she was like, who is this guy? Like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, don't worry about him. He comes on every season. Shannon loves what he has to say. So don't get too caught up in what he has to say. (laughs) Now we're working on enemas that don't get stuck in your butt where your husband has to pull them out. So that's great because Shannon, and this is no shade, Right now, she doesn't have a husband. So this is something that really is important. Like, you need to make sure if your daughters are away and you're only there with Archie, you got to make sure that there's somebody there to help you out with stuff like that, I guess. Well, for me, I love the Dr. Moon scenes just because, if anything, it kind of fuels that, like, OC California-like stereotype of that these women will do anything, like, to look gorgeous. And, like, I hate to say it, but this is kind of a prime example of that. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> And it's even Shannon too. Shannon takes it to like the next level where she put crystals inside of the foundation of her old home. They're in her teeth. They're in like, first of all, getting teeth done, that's expensive anyways, but let alone like 
can you throw some like um, some I, I don't even know what a crystal is called, but can you throw some of that in, right? Like just put it in the back of my mouth right there. It's, right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I love that she's dedicated to the cause. Like she wants good energy all the time. And I love that for her. But yeah, there's definitely sometimes I'm like, well, I have not heard of that one. That's a new one, Shannon. <laughs> yeah. And also for somebody who spends so much money on such great energy, it kind of gives me Kim Zolciak vibes where Kim Zolciak spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on crystals and life just seems like it is not going fantastic right now. So yeah. I don't know. Every headline that comes out about that girl, I'm like, I can't keep up. I literally cannot keep up with that drama. No, I can't keep up with the 911 phone calls. I'm like, who's in the house? Who's not in the house? Like, it's too much. Like, Croy threw a, a pillow outside of her front door and said, you sleep there. Like, you're trying to catch this poor woman a charge. Ugh. It's messy. Messy, it's messy, messy. messy. I, that, that's a whole other level of mess. Even the cameras aren't even up for that mess. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. But, all right. So, getting back to this. I wanted to talk a little bit about this moment um, because we get introduced to Jen's mom. Now, Jennifer Pedranti, I am loving her more and more on the show. I think that she is very sweet. I think that she's very forthcoming with her story. I think that she's very honest and she's very optimistic. She has good energy. And, you know, right now, if she gets duped in this situation and this guy like, I, I do personally feel like it is hard for somebody to change at this stage in their life when they have expressed to you that they have cheated in every single relationship that they've ever been in. So the fact that you have all of this confidence about it, which I don't think she really does, I think that she's trying to put that on camera because if she really wants to be in this relationship, she can't go on and say, I don't trust Ryan, but I'm with Ryan. And, you know, I hope he doesn't do this to me because then that will also be the demise of your relationship as well, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Situation. She's in a tricky situation. And I, I I can only imagine how hard that must be. You know, it's one thing when you admit you cheated, not only to like yourself, but obviously, of course, the person you cheated on and whatnot, but then to have to explain that to your family and, and especially like your parents, like the parents who, you know, are invested in you and your relationship with your partner and the kids that you've brought into, you know, with their lives and everything like that must be really hard. And I kind of had respect for the mom for showing her. I mean, it's obvious that like, I think it, it was obvious for the mother. It took a while for her to get over the fact that like her daughter cheated on this man. And when she, when the mom admitted that Willie never had a mom and that Jen's mom was basically like his mom, I was like, Oh, like that just makes it even worse knowing like how fractured this has all become because of Jen's cheating. So I thought it was a very real moment. I appreciate those types of conversations because I feel like it's obvious when we see moments that feel a little forced forced um but seeing this just felt very real and it's like i agree with what you said i'm liking her more and more she's showing her life she's being honest so i'm enjoying it i also like an authentic mom you know like someone coming in and she really is like you can tell she's a mother from the south and i don't i'm not going to sugarcoat anything for you if you want a yes man i am not that person i'm going to tell you exactly how i feel and even when she, like, I think it was almost taken to another level when she finally meets Ryan and she's like, you have some really big shoes to fill. So I hope you know that. And he's like, 
I'm just trying to get to know you and I'm trying to sell myself as not being a cheating asshole to you. So can you just give me a break and let me sell myself to you, girl, with my Ed Hardy jacket on, please? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my opinion, it's like you can't blame the mom. It's it's very obvious that her and Willie had a really sweet connection and relationship. And so the fact that Jen's bringing this new man around and it's it was the other man, the guy that she cheated on Willie with, and he's known as a serial cheater. Like, I think the mother has a right to be concerned. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. All right. So then from this moment, we have a lot of celebrating to do for Heather DeBro in this episode. Oh, yeah. We have the HD network, which (laughs) (laughs) this poor woman, she can't do anything right. She can't celebrate anything because if she does, then she's pretentious. She's boasting. She's better than everyone. I mean, with friends like these, who needs enemies, right? So I feel like for her, she's hosting this beautiful event. She has little HD ice sculptures. She has the monograms on the back of the acrylic chairs, the nice like etched out acrylic menus, really going above and beyond and trying to put this together. And all she wants to do is get through this and get home and have her last night in her house that just sold for $55 million. Casual. Casual. (laughs) But that's not going to happen. We all know that. Shannon Bador cancels last minute, literally last minute. And what I'm noticing on this season is there is a clear hit on Heather DeBro. A clear hit. Like Shannon being like, oh, here we go. I another phone call from Heather DeBro chastising me and you know, holding my feet to the fire because I didn't do what she wants. No, it's common courtesy. When you're putting together an event like this, it's like a wedding. Every place setting costs money. Everything, even though she has a shit ton of it, and she has, well, 55 million reasons to tell you to just screw off, mm-hmm. right? She still, it's it's common decency. Like, if you invited me to an event and I could not make it, one, it would have to be because I'm just so deathly ill. And Two, if I am so ill, I'm going to know that more than an hour before the event starts. So this was a clear F you, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Period. Oh, my gosh. To be honest with you, I'm embarrassed for these girls. Like, they are trying so hard to bring Miss Heather DeBro down, and it's just not working like the as the as the episode well not only the season but especially this episode as we're watching it play out these girls are like throwing darts and they are missing the board like they are not even close as to what they're trying to come for heather on like and i i love seeing heather stand up for herself with the way that she kind of called out all the women on their different reasons for trying to be upset with her It, it was just ridiculous and i mean it's one of those things where i know for me personally like I grew up in a very private, like, school environment. I was surrounded by kids who were all wealthier than me. Like, I was, like, the um, the financial aid kid, and everybody else was, like, bad and bougie. But I was never, like, um, you know, upset about that. I was never intimidated by that. If anything, I was happy for these kids that can come from such amazing families and whatnot. I mean, maybe I'm just, you know, talking out of line here. But I would think if I was at a dinner with Heather Dubrow, and she's celebrating this network launching, and she's pulling out all the stops, I would be living my best life i'd be like this is amazing i'm just happy to be here like why are these women so triggered over every little thing that she does you know what's wild is i if and i don't know i'm not in these women's you know bank accounts but i feel like gina is probably even though she's one of the few that owns her house actually um and some of the other ones rent i feel like gina 
probably has the most or the least, let's say the least. And this yeah. is just guessing with all of the kids and, you know, the town, all of the things. And that's not a diss. Like Gina's doing an incredible job. But Gina is like the first one to be like, you are doing the damn thing, Heather. And this is great. And then you see like the other ones, like Tamara has Vina CBD. She's doing well. Vina's doing well. Shannon, I'm pretty sure she's doing well. Maybe she maybe she could be doing better. Who knows? But she's working on her businesses. Emily's totally fine. Jennifer Pedranti's just worrying. She's like, please excuse my two ovens. Like, girl, <laughs> we're excusing them. Please excuse my non-existent toaster oven. You know what I mean? Like, you're good. Don't worry about that. Just go keep like feeding the cats milk or whatever you're doing. Like, right. but they're all they're also pressed against her. And Gina's like, Heather, this is amazing. And I even thought when they came out with like the little thing that comes off. Yeah. And, you know, like Emily did say, I'm a little tipsy pants. And Emily, yeah. I love Emily. She, I've only had great interactions with her. Mm-hmm. But the tipsy pants, this isn't from that specific scene, but the tipsy pants did show when she's like, you have enough HDs all over the place. Heather is your name. Like, should we have got one stamped on our forehead? I feel like I got some sand. And then she's like eating this. It's like you, Emily, I love you girl, but it kind of came, it came off. Like you showed up to the party with, I got a hit on your ass. Yes. And I came for you and I'm coming for you. And this is how it's going to be because nobody really understood. They're all like looking like what is going on here? Mm-hmm. It was very much sloppy drunk behavior. And I always say it's very revealing when even your bestie, like even Gina was saying, you're being a dick. You need to stop. Like that says a lot, even if your best friend, because you know, you, you'll usually see in these reality TV scenarios, like when someone's acting crazy, no one's going to get involved because they're having a moment, let them have their moment. It'll play out on the show, like blah, blah, blah. But even when you have the friends sitting there saying, Hey, you need to like calm down. Like this is being too much. And, it, and not only that, if I was Heather and like, I put together this really nice you know, spread, invited all these people to celebrate a big moment for me and whatever. And then I have a friend across the table from me, like drunk, acting messy and like kind of coming for me a little bit. I'm surprised Heather honestly didn't throw her out because we've seen Heather throw people out of her house before. So I was kind of surprised she didn't say like, if you're going to keep up this energy, like you can just go because it doesn't need to be like a whole scene. It obviously bothered Heather as it should. But I'm surprised she wasn't like, hey, listen, like if you don't like the food, if you're not feeling this vibe, like you're more than welcome to leave. Like no one's forcing you to stay. Um, so I really I didn't like Emily's um, you know, behavior, but I think even Emily probably wouldn't have stood by her behavior all the way in that moment. <laughs> yeah, no, even on Watch What Happens Live last night, she's like, I can't watch the scene back. And Gina was like, oh my God, I've watched it so many times back. But like for Heather, you know, I feel like Heather, unfortunately, like odds are against her in this moment because had she have kicked Emily out, then it's like, then also that's another thing against you. Heather right now can wear the wrong shoes and she is the target. Like Heather is the villain in this story to the rest of the cast. And I do feel like that's not necessarily fair. And I do think it's because of the opulent lifestyle that she has and the way that she speaks, the way that she carries herself and the way that she handles conflict. You know, like if she says like, don't be so obtruse. You're like, I don't yes. know what obtruse means. What are you talking about? Fight with me in a language that I understand. She's like, that's your problem. Then get a thesaurus or a Webster's right. dictionary. You want one of those? I'll I'll put it with like a cute little HD bow on it. <laughs> I know like if Heather really wanted to be the villain that they're trying to make her out to be she could 
but she's not. Like, I even think about when they were at that Nobu dinner and they were trying to throw all these BS reasons at her as to why she's a bad friend. And she just apologized. She diffused the situation. Like, it's wild to me that they're trying to take her down when she's done literally nothing wrong. Like, nothing. Um, talk about, like, ultimate gaslighting. Like, trying to make somebody feel like they're a bad person when they haven't done anything wrong. Um, and the fact that, like you said, it feels like they're all in on it and all trying to come up with these crazy reasons as to why they need to go after her. It's not a cute look, but I will say, I know Heather knows that she's in the right. And if you go on Twitter or X, mm -hmm. whatever we're calling it nowadays, I could not, I love seeing all the support online for Heather. Like literally every hashtag RHOC, like, you know, tweet or post was all in favor for her, supporting her. So I'm glad Heather's getting the support that she needs. <laughs> Good. I, I'm happy to hear that too, you know, and sometimes, and who knows, God, Tamara, I'm sorry for this one. Please, I don't want the DM after this. I'm just asking. Um, do you remember when Lisa Rinna and Erica showed up in the same pink outfit at, at on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, no, you didn't. Wow. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like nobody is buying this shit. There are so many amazing boutique stores, so many great stylists. And you two, this didn't just happen. You know who that would happen with? Somebody like me, because I wear the same shit all the time. Right. Black shorts, black shirt, black hat. I look like a. I look like I'm producing something. That's mm -hmm. what I look like all the time. You know, like colors are not in my closet. But for who the do I think I am? Steve Jobs walking around barefoot <laughs> and whatnot. But, <laughs> but you know, like last night we see the green. We see the two instead of the green eye bandits. We got just the green dress bandits over here coming in together, and they're like, "We didn't plan this. We didn't plan this." Do you think that they planned it? I honestly don't. I really don't. I think, I think, I mean, maybe this is me like trying to give them too much credit, but I feel like they wouldn't want to wear something that the, another woman was wearing. Like, I feel like they would want to stand out, especially in a big color like that, like a green or a pink or whatever. Like, I would like to think they wouldn't want to like match with somebody else. They would just want to be in like their own fit. So I don't think they would really take the time to match, honestly. And especially because Tamara and Jen have been so like off and on, like throughout the season, I highly doubt they took the opportunity to like, let's show up to Heather's event in the same thing. Like, I, I really do think that was just a coincidence. See, I almost thought, and this is just like looking at it from a totally different perspective. I almost thought that maybe Heather was like, oh, this would be cute and it would be fun for optics on camera. Or Tamara said that to Jen. And I feel like then Jen was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like that maybe this is, she thinks it'd be cute. You know, like I'm trying to make strides with her and I'm trying to get to a better place. So if she thinks that, then yeah, I'm totally down for it. Because after the dog laid on my outfit, I would be finding another outfit. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, who knows? May, that, that's definitely entirely possible. I definitely wouldn't pass any of these women to do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Tammy said, Heather's going to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, in my opinion. I hope so for her. I really do. Yeah. But my next question, and this part was a little cringy. Heather was trying to explain the HD network and what's so different about it to Tamara. And Tamara does not back down. Guys, we have almost 500 in the room. Smash the like button, show some love. But Tamara's like, how? And she's like, well, it's interactive. It's like you can pre-record or you could go live. And she's like, so then how is it different? And she's like, well, people can interact in the moment. How? Well, you know, like, and she's trying to, she's explaining. And she then Tamara goes, okay, so this is like Instagram Live. It's like TikTok. It's like OnlyFans. It's like YouTube. It's, and unless it was edited to make it look like Tamara was winning that argument, 
I kind of was sitting back with Tamara being like, no, Heather, I, I really do. Like as somebody who is a content creator, I would, I just want to know, what do you mean? How? Like, that's a great question. How, how is it different? Cause there are so many platforms that, you know, TikTok is small form content. Instagram live is kind of like YouTube live, except tapping into those followers. Only fans, we got to show some feet, you know, but we all have, we, we all have a little bit of a difference going on, but what did you think? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where I think it's a fair question asking like, hey, like, so what is this exactly? Like, how is this different? But my thing is, and this is where I get that it's good for the show. But I know for me personally, like if I was Heather, I would just be so like livid if anybody ever did that to me. Like, it's one thing to ask, like, what is this? How is this different than watching what, you know, video you produce on Instagram or TikTok or whatever? But to be so like, how, how? How is it different? Like, so like, you know, like pushy and then to go in your confessionals and like kind of talk shit. It's great for the show. Don't get me wrong. But if it was real life and I'm like literally inviting you into this moment for me and you're just questioning what's so great about it and how it's so different and all that, I would just be so like, um, uh, like I wouldn't invite you to anything anymore. I would be like, this is a moment I'm celebrating. A mo- like I'm celebrating something in my life and I've invited you to be part of that. And here you are like taunting me about it. Like get out of here. So I, I do get where Tamara was coming from because I do think it's a fair question. Like, what is this thing? Like, how are you doing this? But I feel like the approach could have been a lot more, you know, kind. <laughs> but we're talking about Tamara here. You know, we know what she's good at. We're talking about Tamara. But well, I also have another question for you because last night we saw Heather and Terry walk into their house and just be like, he's like, one, this actually, like, I feel so grateful for just like the relationship that I'm in at times because you, you, no relationship is perfect, right? But when you have somebody who gives you credit in certain things that you do, like the way that Terry said to Heather, like, it's so important to champion one another, you know, like you are so amazing. Not, it's not like built, like I got to feed your ego all day because that shit would be exhausting. But it's like, you built every part of this house. Like, and we remember watching her build it and seeing her smile and him acknowledge that, even though we know that he was majority of the breadwinner in this relationship, but him saying like, you built it, not like without me, you would have nothing. I just, I really respect, I respect the hell out of that. And watching them do their like quirky, like, okay, this is not really how you dance, but it's probably how I would dance. So that's why I don't dance. But they're like, $55 million. (laughs) And just being like chill. And like, this is the most, like, this is the most down to our level that she'll ever get is drinking out of a bottle. And it's still a Vuv bottle. You know what I mean? She's like, she's like, leave the Baccarat, honey. It's boxed up. Right. No, I know it's, this is a little bit of a hot take, but I honestly think like in that moment, particularly, especially when you're talking about them dancing together and whatnot, I actually think that was one of the most relatable moments that we've ever seen with the Dubrows. Now, of course, I think a lot of us can agree that we haven't danced, you know, in a $55 million house, but it's the principle. It's like you were talking about. It's the principle that these two have built this thing together. They are celebrating this moment in their lives and they're moving on to the next chapter together. And just seeing the bear, like just seeing them, like no furniture around, they're in this house and they're just smiling at each other. You could just see they're just so happy with each other. 
um, that was one of the moments where I actually thought to like myself, like I'll think about moments when I've achieved something in my life. Like I'll just dance in my house or I'll feel good about something in public and I'll start dancing. Like it, I just felt like watching the moment. I'm like, I totally get it. Like I've been there and I love seeing them win together. Like this is a beautiful couple. They have an incredible family. They've worked so hard for what they have. They weren't even looking to sell this house. Some buyer came in and just offered to buy it. I mean, like, so why, why can't they do this? And I just, I was so happy for them. I was just smiling the entire time watching that scene. And I really just felt like I've been there many times in my life as well. So I just love this for them. And it, if anything, I think it kind of fueled that fire of like, these other girlies are coming for them so hard. Look at them like just dancing and living their best lives. Like I'm sure they wish they could be at that same level as level of peace and joy that the Dubros are at right now. See, we have one rule in my house. I'm allowed to, if I dance, I just have to go away from Jason because it's just obnoxious. And I'm trying to like, I look like, I look like that awkward white chick that has no back. That's trying to do like weird shit. And I just, yeah, I can't do it. But also I'm allowed to do that in the house. I'm just not allowed to sing because that just sounds like nails on a chalkboard. Like I'll go into the, I'll be in the shower and I'll be like, let it go. And Jason's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, that's my best friend. And he's like, no, absolutely not. He's so, like, girl, we have to set certain boundaries. You can't do some things. <laughs> there's a, there are some things I'm just not allowed to do. I don't have creative freedom in certain moments in my life, in my home. Okay. Yes. He's like, you want that? You go in the studio. Otherwise, no. Exactly. Or if I'm going on a grocery run, go crazy. But the second that I open that door, tone it down. <laughs> tone it down. Your energy is too much for me. I'm with like, I'm with an, you know, like a, you know, it, it, he's like, no, absolutely not. But right. Okay. <laughs> Getting back to it, the next morning, we see where Tamara calls Shannon, and she's like, hey, how are you feeling? And she's like, you know, not good, Tamara. I'm not feeling good. And I'm like, wow, you're really committed to this bit. Maybe you should have an IMDB, Shannon. Um, No shade, Shannon Storms Bedore, because (laughs) she is, she terrifies me. She does. And like, well, yeah, like in person, you know, too. Like, she's just like... She's terrifying. And <laughs> she's just, she looks at you. It's a look. She looks at you. She, I'm sure she's a really sweet woman and she's an incredible mom. But And she looks like she would be so much fun if you're on that side of it. But she looks at you like in person, like, <laughs> can I help you? And, or at least that was my sort, but also yeah, was meeting. it was sensory overload. To be fair, it's also BravoCon and you have 500 people uh, 5,000 people walking up to you and it's like Shannon Shannon and like people grabbing at you and you're like get the fuck off of me yes I mean I think the fans are very much obsessed with Shannon because I, I got to interview her on like the Bravo Cone carpet and I gotta tell you we had such a fun interview she was so much fun her voice was next to gone and she, there's this really funny moment during the interview she's like I, my voice is gone because the all day I've been yelling this isn't my plate <laughs> so funny but her she had like no voice like so her and i had a really really sweet interview i will say i'm i I like shannon like just based on like the meetings i've had with her she's she's super super sweet see then i that makes me think too like she would be so much fun and that she would i think i think again i'm gonna chalk this up to this was sensory overload and also you know like i i you know shannon has never met me in person and i am an everyday fan i am somebody who like she's like sell my play you fucking bitch you're like (laughs) <laughs> ah! okay but you look at her here she looks so happy and warm and welcoming 
Oh yeah. I, and you can plus my thing is I feel like sometimes Shannon doesn't really get the credit she deserves. I feel like she's been on the show a long time. She showed so many different layers of her life and whatnot. And when she's fun, she's fun. When she's having a bad day, she's having a bad day, but I think she's great for reality TV and I think she's great for the show. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. So as they're talking on the phone, you see where Tamara's like, Oh, hold on. Oh my God. It just so happens that we're filming this moment on FaceTime. And I just got a message. I'm guessing the message was from Teddy and I just got a message in. Did you see Heather DeBro and Heather and Terry DeBro sell their home for $55 million? And Shannon's reactions are always so funny. She goes, What? <laughs> yeah, it's like this. It's like, What? I know. And she's like, Am I jealous? Of course I'm jealous. I'm like, Don't worry. If you said you weren't jealous, we would know you were jealous. So just own that you're jealous because we're all jealous with you as viewers. Right. Oh my God. No, but that whole scene, I was like, girlies. I was like, I know we're not actresses. Okay. I know that, but I'm looking at booking the resort and holy shit. It's, or I just got a text message. It's like, girlies, come on. Like, this is so ridiculous. Plus I would assume they filmed this like either in the early morning, early, or I'm sorry, late morning, like early afternoon or whatever. You mean to tell me they didn't check their phones when they wake up in the day and they didn't see this article? But they have Google alerts. Come on. Yeah, like, come on. You're just now finding out about this on FaceTime as the cameras are rolling? Like, please. please. Ridiculous. But, I mean, hey, they got to show their reaction to this at some point. So, might as well do it on camera. <laughs> well, and also, to be fair, you know, when when they got upset with her for not saying anything, why didn't you say anything? You just don't trust us as friends. Well, when you treated my event like the way that you did, yeah, you've gotten upset with me over every single thing that I've done because I think I'm so much better than you. And then from there, I signed an NDA. NDAs are ironclad, like right. non-disclosure agreement. That is what it is. It is until this sale is done, until we've moved forward, until this can be in the press. No, I can't tell you guys because especially you, Tamara, no offense, Tamara. I love you. Okay. But especially you, Tamara, how do I know that this isn't going to be a moment for iHeartRadio where you're going to put it on twats before you before she puts it out there in the press? I don't know that. 100%. Well, and I hate to say it, but let's just talk about the bare minimum. Y'all aren't even friends. Like, come on. The way you've been treating Heather all season, you're not even friends. But outside of the show, none of you are hanging out. I think the only people that we would have expected Heather to be hanging out with was Gina. But at the beginning of the season, Heather's saying, I haven't heard from Gina. She's nowhere to be found. So none of y'all are even friends. So why would Heather even tell you this? But at the end of the day, it's like, first off, you aren't friends, A. B, you haven't been getting along. But C, the real reason why she really can't tell you, it's like you said, is the NDA. And that should have been the end of the argument. Like when they bring it up in Mexico and she said, well, we had an NDA. That should have just been, oh, got it. Like you literally could not talk about it. So it makes sense. And we're yeah. on a reality TV show. We're the last people you should be telling this to. Exactly. And and I mean, that it just is what it is. Like that's not, had there not have been an NDA, then even still, had she, had right. there been no NDA, and she didn't want to she didn't want to say anything because of the way she's been treated i would have understood it from that viewpoint right but let alone the nda being in place i even more so understand it from that viewpoint that means okay i have to keep my mouth shut because most likely somebody who's buying a 55 million dollar house um 
has a lot that they want to protect and a lot that they want to keep in the vault. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of people who probably have eyes on you when you're in that upper echelon or caliber of wealth. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, <clears throat> she knows how these women are. Her going to tell them that she just sold her house for $55 million. You know, at least one of them is going to try and spin that into, oh, here we go. Heather Dubrow. Just, instead of them being happy for her, they're going to make it a whole thing as, oh, you know, Dubrow's living the best life. You know, And, and they're going to bring negative energy. I mean, they're bringing negative energy to just her network launching. Imagine if she would have told them that she sold her house for all that money. Like, you know, they wouldn't have been that supportive in the first place. So why, why should Heather? She doesn't owe anybody anything. Let's just say that, you know, especially with that high caliber of a sale. She doesn't owe anybody anything. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And then also, I feel like for her in this situation, I feel like Heather Debro. You know, like going to Mexico, I really felt bad for her because they were talking about the suites. We only have three suites. So who's going to be rooming together? Oh, well, you guys. And then we're going to room together. And then they're going to room together. Oh, okay. And then Heather's like, can I room with you guys? Even though, Emily, I feel like you just acted like an ass at my event. Like, is it okay? And then she's like, it kind of makes me feel like I'm picked last. And, you know, you said something earlier about how you went to, I went to so many different schools growing up. And I went to some schools in some really, really not so great neighborhoods. And then I remember in high school, I got uprooted and moved into this school where I lived in like the only apartment section of this community. And then they had like the Aero Club where all of the people had their own private airplanes, the Polo Club, where we had, you know, it, it was the Yacht Club. And all of these people had their own independent things. And then kids would come to school. They would walk out and be like, Oh my God, there's a bow on my yellow Lamborghini. No, mom and dad, that's my new car. Thank you. It was like sweet 16 on steroids. And like, you you feel so out of place. And then on top, like if you feel like you just don't fit in, it can be very triggering at times. And that can easily bleed into your adult life and trigger some of those emotions or memories from you being a child. I'm no Dr. Phil. I feel like I just got my doctorate right now. Yeah, it's true. You're so right. Right? So- I really felt bad for her because when she's saying this kind of just makes me feel really awful and like, this isn't a great feeling. If I'm being honest, I'm like, nobody would think that this would be a great feeling. Like this looks like you are definitely the villain in this story. No matter what you don't win, you automatically lose. You have what a lot of these women want. You have this, you have a very, you have a beautiful family from what we can tell or what you're putting on for the cameras or maybe even it's authentic. I don't know. I'm not in your house, but a great marriage. You guys act as a team, but also business partners. And you just sold your shit for $55 million. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to hate on here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hated watching that scene so much, to be honest with you. I literally hated it, especially because she's done nothing wrong. You literally, you're literally like, you know, putting this girl on the outside and she's done nothing you know just like not including her for no reason literally no reason like it's crazy to me and yeah it's like you said like i think so many of us can relate to being in that situation like i think everybody at some point in their life has been othered in some capacity whether we really realize it or not and seeing that happen in real time when this girl has done nothing um i think we all really it's it's almost kind of funny it's like do these girls not realize that they are literally setting up like the ultimate like situation for heather where everyone is going to be on her side everyone is going to like root for her in these types of situations because we've all been there and we just like you said it's it's just obvious that these women have it out for her for just 
for just no reason. And just little moments like that, even though it's it's not as big as like a fight at a dinner table, just something as simple as being in a car and it's obvious that you're the odd man out or you don't have a best buddy. It, that's the, Those are the moments that actually I feel like resonate the most because they're not meant to hurt, but they do in so many different ways. Yeah. And, you know, I also feel like too, for Heather, I think that this was all set up to make her just look bad this season. And I think that the general consensus behind it is she's already so not relatable to us. But then when we had a housewife like Leah McSweeney, who is living in a very like everyday apartment and was a lot more relatable, she's talking about the bills and these kinds of things. Like we have that in our real life. Like we have friends like that, you know? So when you see somebody who's like a Lisa Vanderpump or uh, Heather Debro, it's kind of like what we do like to watch because it's not a level of opulence or a lifestyle that we're, normally accustomed to not most people aren't so i think that they felt like okay she's already not a relatable we can kind of spin this like she treats us like we're down here she's up here and we're gonna get rid of you watch but i I think that this was a complete backfire complete backfire and we see it i'm sure we're about to get to in a sec but we see it especially when she's fighting with these women especially with emily the way emily is really trying to come up with something to be mad at Heather about. And Heather is straight up like, I have been nothing but nice and supportive of you. And, and that's so true. The way they interacted all last season. I mean, I hate to say it. I'm not trying to be rude here, but Emily, I think came across as a bit of a fan of Heather when Heather came onto the scene her last season. Um, And I thought they were really sweet to each other, like super friendly, like no issues. And now all of a sudden this season, I feel like Emily's really trying to like start something with Heather. And I think Heather's handling it perfectly by saying, I don't understand why you're coming after me so hard. You've been so mean to me and I haven't done anything. Like I've been nothing but nice to you. And I could not agree with her more. I think that this is, I mean, this is what we're trying to achieve right now, obviously. And it's, you know, like Shannon knows that if she sticks with Tamara that, and you know, they keep introducing Vicky, they are the trace amigas. As long as they're the trace amigas, then she is safe on the show. Heather doesn't fit into that. So it's like playing your cards, right? It's like playing a game of chess. And I feel like the best housewives do that. That's how they stick around for so long. Cue Lisa Renna until you don't, you know, but I feel like that's how they stick around for so long. And even when Shannon pointed out, that a month ago, Heather was on her case for not sharing enough about her relationship. And she's like, but you didn't share the $55 million mansion. She's like, that is not the same thing. Not at all. At all. <laughs> it's not. I, I share about my kids as much as they want to share. I share about my husband as much as he wants to share. I share about what I'm doing with businesses. And I also share my feelings, thoughts, and whatever with you guys. I'm not just sitting here trying to like, like oh my god heather's amazing but watching it it is so cringe for the viewers very that and also here's the gag heather didn't tell any of y'all about the house shannon off camera you keep telling these women all about your relationship then you get upset when it's brought up on the show so what is it like heather didn't even bring up the house once at all and now but you bring up all your relationship problems off camera and then you're upset when it's brought up on camera. So Shannon like come on. Also I hate to say it but girl you are a reality star. If you're going to bring up all this stuff off camera especially to your co-stars that you film a reality show with. You I'm I'm really like I really like Shannon but I really am not loving this yelling at the producers, yelling at the crew like this can't be on the show, this can't be on the show. No, no, no. You're on a reality show, honey. And if you're going to be talking about this stuff in your everyday real life, yeah, this, like, no, no. This is my life. 
You're on a reality show. Stop. Like you have to be talking about your stuff. If you're talking about it in your real life, you got to be talking about it on the show, especially if you're talking about it with your co-stars off camera. Like, come on now. I mean, I know that this is probably unpopular opinion, but at this point, if we're going to have the Trace Amigas and we're going to try, you know, taking people out of the game, then, and if Heather does go to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I'm calling it for it right now. I'm like, cue Kelly Dodd. Do you think, really? so? you think they would really bring her back after all the crazy things she said? I, I mean, I don't know if she has said anything so outlandish about Andy and Bravo. Mm-hmm. Um, that some of the other women haven't said, like for Nini, no, I don't think that she would come back. You oh. sued the network, right? right? For Bethany, you're trying to burn the house down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that it depends on, you know, she said, these were my experiences. And I don't necessarily think that Andy likes me, but Jennifer Aiden says that all the time. She's like, I don't think he likes me. So I think it depends on, it's a scale, right? You have to weigh like, what has she said that's been, been so bad compared to how much can she help the ratings but also another thing that they don't want especially in this moment in time with everything going on with the reality reckoning and everything it's really important for them to control the talent and not have people who are liabilities but that's also why any talent on any bravo show right now they're not really allowed to do like youtube interviews podcast interviews like on Bravo right now, they want to keep it to Out Magazine, you know, yeah. page six. They, But that's major media, and they can also say to a major publication, do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. You want to play that game? Whereas, like, me, they could be like, or, or I could just, you know, be like, guess what? I run my own show. Goodbye. I don't care if I torch the house down. And I would never, but, you know, right. like, you can't control me. Right. You're an independent person. You do what you want to do. I do what I want to do. I'm just that I'm an, yes, <laughs> I am the E P E N C. And this is why Jason doesn't let me sing. I'm right. Really bad at it. I'm right. Really bad at it. No, I hey. love that though. And as you should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Tamara was trying her best not to laugh. And why do you think Shannon was like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Probably just not to escalate the situation. I'm assuming. I, I don't know. I would assume that's probably what it was. Shannon's like, don't laugh. Like, let's just let them have their moment. Uh, that's what I'm assuming. Who I don't know, though. By the what way, I, I thought she was trying to say, like, don't laugh because I don't want you to, like, feed into it. Like, we're very serious and we're holding our ground right now, girl. Yeah. Like, I need you. We are on the forefront of a movement to remove Mr. Bro. <laughs> that is what we're doing. I know, but it's it's like the argument itself is just so silly. I mean, once they start doing all this and all that, it's like, I, I, I kind of actually love it when housewives start laughing during a big argument because that's really like, it's, I'm, I'm glad they do that because even they realize how, how ridiculous like some of these fights are getting. Like, what are we even screaming about? We literally just landed in Mexico. We're at our first dinner and we're screaming about nonsense. Like it, it's, I actually love it when the, when the housewives laugh during their fights. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think out of the two in this argument, like who are you leaning more in favor of when it comes to um, like, who do you believe? Emily is saying that Tamara or that um, Heather pulled her aside and said, Shannon was talking about all of them at BravoCon, And Emily called her out and she's like, I didn't say that. And she's like, you're a fucking liar, Heather. And I'm like, Heather, get your own room. Get your own room. Get out of the suite. You all also have Casa whatever, Debro in Mexico anyways. You bought another place. Like, 
go there. I would not go in this room in this suite, even though this place is absolutely beautiful and I would live there for the rest of my life. Yeah. But in this moment, who are you believing? No shade to Emily. Is anyone on Emily's side? I mean, like, honestly. And it's just, yeah, I was going to bring this up. I know she went on Watch What Happens Live and even she admitted that she got it wrong. She said that it was Tamara, not Shannon, that Heather said was talking crap or whatever. So... Like you really, even Emily, I don't think can take her own side because she was straight up wrong. <laughs> she was wrong in this whole argument. So again, this is another example of these women really trying to start something with Heather and they can't even get their facts right. Like girls, I don't know how they're not embarrassed. I'm being fully honest. Like I like these women a lot. I think they're all great, but you're coming at Heather with nonsense, literally nonsense. Like I would just be so embarrassed. Not only would I be embarrassed, I would also apologize to Heather for all these things that I've been saying and trying to, you know, stir up. Like I would feel genuinely bad just as a human being. So I appreciate Emily trying to have a moment and trying to give us good TV. And, you know, the other women are kind of trying to piggyback off of it. Like, that's great. Uh, But if you're going to come into an argument, you got to come right. You got to come correct. And you got to have us kind of convinced that there's something to fight for here. If you're fighting for something and none of us really understand what you're fighting about, you've already lost the argument before it's even started. And no shade to Tamara in this. I saw her at BravoCon and she was very celebrated. People were so excited to see her. She was on top of the world and she had a lot to say after on twats. I wouldn't be surprised if in that moment, because even on her panel for OC, were you in that panel? I did go to that panel, yeah. Even in that panel, she's like, somebody needed to come back and save the show. Like, there was such a confidence, you know? Like, there was such a, wow. Okay, like, you're on top of the world right now. So, could I imagine her, you know, like, talking a little crap, whatever? Yeah, that's what they do. That's how they, I mean, this... The dumb comment that Erica was put into an awkward situation on the Shady Assassins panel where she said, where she was asked, like, what relationship on your cast do you think is not going to work out? And she goes, really? And then she goes, Dorit and PK. And then she's like, that's not who I wanted to say, but obviously you want me to say a name. So sorry, you know. But now that's going to be a huge part of the storyline this season of why the Fox Force, Fox Foe, whatever you want to call them, five, ended up breaking up. Because this is what it does. It contributes to the storylines that go on the show. That is why Watch What Happens Live is so essential because half the time people say something really dumb. They're put into a situation where you have a moment and then you go back and you're filming your respected series and they're like, I don't like the way that you talked about me on Watch What Happens Live. Actually, I think you're kind of an asshole. (laughs) It all plays into it, right? It all plays into it. I remember even asking Emily and Gina about that on the carpet. I was like, so what did you think of Tamara saying that she had to save the show? You know, and even they were like, you know, we both can respect the fact that Tamara is good at what she does and she's great. But then, but you know, honestly, it's a little hurtful that she would say that because, you know, we have been working the past few seasons. She hasn't been there. And given the fact that Gina and Emily had to go through so many different transitions with so many different cast changes, so many different women to work with, you know, pandemic. Going a pandemic, like they really have had a really hard run on the show. Um, so it was one of those things where, like, you know, we we, we, we I think even Gina said, like, we weren't working with much, like, we were really just trying to make a show here. So I get that Tamara is essential in bringing the show back to what it is, but at the same time, like, we've been working hard too. So I think that was a fair answer, yeah. I and I agree with that, and it's also not one 
person's show. No. I think that when you have an ensemble cast, the majority of the cast members are really important to making the show successful. And I think that sometimes you get one or two that you're like, oh, like we can really take or leave you like, or just leave you. We don't need you on the show. And, you know, of course you have those moments, but that's, it was kind of like what happened with Vicky Gumbelson or Jax Taylor on Vanderpump Rules. Like it's my show. Well, let me show you how much it's not and how the show will still be successful without you watch this. And that's not, it's not a place that you want to be in. You sign a contract in that contract. After you sign it, you can't go do another show for seven years. So oh, really, yeah, like you're tied in. Oh, is that T? I didn't. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you sign a Bravo contract, if you're say this is Heather just did this season, you know Heather probably had to work into the language of her contract. I am doing this other HD network, and this is something that like if you guys aren't okay with that, I'm not signing my contract. Like you have to negotiate. You have to have a great team in place, lawyers, managers, all of those things, but generally, you know, it was like Bethany, Bethany with the Bethany clause, she negotiated, no, I'm not giving you 15% of any business that I start on the show. Absolutely not. They went back and forth, back and forth. And that's where we ended up landing. They said, you know what, you have nothing. So we don't care. We don't need to have your 15% of anything that you don't have. And then she came out and she's like, hi, yeah, I have a meeting with Forbes doing the cover, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know. I just, I think for them, it's like, you really have to fight for this because afterwards it's like, you can't take your family and take your, your life and be like, Hey, MTV E, are you guys interested? Yeah. Because in your contract, it says no for seven years. Mm-hmm. And by seven years later, that's a full Jin Shaw prison sentence. Like you're not <laughs> like, I'm, that's not shade either, but I'm saying like, you're not going to like, yeah, that's just the truth. Where are you coming out of at the end of it? Like you, you're not, nobody, we've moved on. Cars are flying. The iPhone is now a hologram. I know. You move on. We're legitimately eating our feelings instead of food because now we're, we know where the food comes from. So we're just, it's like things have changed. We have interactive dinner tables where it's like, now we're eating in Paris for the first course. And then the second course we're eating in Africa. And it's like, it's wild. Seven years is a long time. Imagine where you were seven years ago. Oh my God, I know. Exactly. Or where we'll be seven years from now. I mean, it's like, it's a different lifetime, honestly. I just want to be in my Cracker Barrel, like (laughs) lawn chair that rocks on my front porch and sit there. And I just want to be like, you know, I had a good run. Mm -hmm. And that's where I want to be in seven years, even though I'm 30 years old. I make it sound like I'm 70. (laughs) I love that for you, though. I think we're all manifesting that, honestly. And I I have to tell you, Adam, I love chatting with you so much. This is always so much fun. I hate to say it, though, but I have an interview in a couple minutes. No, of course. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Ricky, I'm so sorry. I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I'm an ass. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. No, you're so fine. If I needed you. to like go, go, I would have told you 10 minutes ago. But no, oh. we're totally fine. I just have to hop in a second. I'm going to drop you down, and then I'm going to shout out your channel and everything. Ricky, I will text you afterwards. Have a great interview, and I will see you soon. Thank you for having me. It's always so good to see you, and I'll see you soon, my friend. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, my God. I am so rude. I did not mean to do that to Ricky. Holy cow. He literally told me before coming on, oh, man, I am so sorry. Like, and also we have to respect each other and each other's time. I, I did not mean to do that, but I'm going to go ahead and pick um, 
or put this up right now so we can shout him out so you guys can go follow Ricky. Ricky's always doing amazing interviews and he's just so much fun. And I know that at BravoCon, we're gonna have a lot of great behind the scenes content. Um, here we go. So you can follow Ricky right here at Ricky Cornish. Um, it's, it's free, right? Go on Instagram and just click follow. And then if you want, you can click over here to his link tree and you can go down to his YouTube and you can see where he has celebrity interviews. You can go down, you can click any of them, smash the like button, get subscribed, all of the things. But oh, yeah, sorry guys. Um, I did want to say this really quick too. It must be your eye stress out of its coal. Guys, thank you so much. Um, I put a little bit of makeup over it. I put a video out there this morning. I went to the doctor. I am, it's it's like super bad. I thought I had an allergic reaction. I didn't know what I was dealing with. And they said that it's a lot of anxiety and stress right now. I, who knows? I, I don't, but I just appreciate you guys. I love this community. I appreciate everybody being so kind all the time. We will be back for Hot Messy Topics tomorrow. Jason right now is out and about. I got to go figure out where he is. And I'm so happy that we were able to cover the Real Housewives of Orange County. But I do have another interview with Macy Bookout from MTV's Teen Mom. And that's dropping tomorrow. You guys aren't going to want to miss it. And if you're not subscribed, let me bring this up too. If you guys are not subscribed to our other channel, it is thriving right now. We're putting all over all of the spillover content on it. It's so good. Here, let me bring it up. Da, 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 da. Go follow this channel as well because all of the extra coverage is going there. So any of like the Real House, everything. We don't skip a beat. Make sure you go get subscribed. We're almost at 30,000 subscribers, as you can see. So you guys are definitely showing up and showing out. And I love you guys. All right. I'm going to get off here. <laughs> I'm going to go get some Benadryl. Love you guys. Smash the like button. We'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.